0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market where they're serving fresh, hot food around the clock. Ramon, what's going on, man?
1: Not much, man. Trying to figure out a quick vacation and just trying to enjoy the summertime, man. What about you? Where are you going? I'm thinking San Diego. Half Florida nice. plans, but I think Elsa is messing it up right now.
0: now Elsa's going to mess with a lot of things. Uh, I, I can <laughs> say that... I just came back from San Diego. I was out there doing um, Pirates versus Padres, but I I took my wife and son out uh, Mm -hmm. as well, which I'll do occasionally on a a trip. They had a great time. Petco Park is beautiful. I took a bunch of pictures. Oh, the Gaslamp Quarter is one of the best eating areas in America, right downtown, and it's right next to Petco. Uh, You'll love it. So what on. about
1: going to a game? Are, are, so are they like the NBA? Their stars don't play every night, or, you, or will you have a chance? Oh no, to see no, no. you'll
0: get Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado if that's what you're wor- worried about. <laughs> uh, and I you'll be able to about. get tickets. Uh, th- it's not easy, but you'll you'll be able to pull it off. Um, if okay. you get them get them in advance. The Padres are really good. Hey, let's talk football. <laughs> let's <laughs> so do that. Come on. Travel plans here. I want to ask you. I don't know that I've ever brought this up with you but it certainly comes up often enough with Steelers fans the impact or not of social media mm-hmm. in a locker room and yeah. now you you're there when AB is there when 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 Lev is there at the absolute height of the social media pandemonium yeah what do you say whenever fans say hey how come the locker room leaders don't you know
1: Snip this in the bud.
0: Take care of it.
1: (laughs) That's a very interesting, like, fine line topic, man. Like, in the locker room and outside of the locker room. This day and age, the athlete is just different. Everything about them is different. Watching how guys manage that, watching how guys have people who are hired by them to give them content to give to fans so that they can build their what? Their brand. Yeah. Um. I think ownership from a lot of different teams recognize that this is another way for our guys to get paid. So you can't really cap those guys out. Um, and my last two years that it Steelers had actually gotten into the, I guess, um, the forefront of hiring a social media liaison uh, coordinator to where you can try to help guys to build their brands better, what not to do, and what to do on the social media platforms too. So that's, um they do have that hired in-house i do remember them doing that as far as what content a guy puts out it's kind of as a, it's, it's kind of up to the discretion of the guys knowing what to do and how to do it too for the most part pittsburgh has been very professional about those things we've had a couple of in-house things out out of house things that have happened on social media i know most recently <laughs> what's going on with the young guy devin man um Devin Bush
0: has uh, either been possessed (laughs) or hacked or he suddenly hates cats.
1: I saw that video. Um, He's on a very fine line on what he posted and how he posted it, too. To his defense, he said, I've never seen a cat not land on his feet. The statement isn't terrible. The video is horrific. Yeah. That's where it's like, okay, you got to know better. I'm not sure who said something to him or who didn't. I do know they have in house people to say, hey, Dev, pull back on this. Bert is one of the. You know, biggest sticklers when it comes to guys, whether it's dealing with the media or whether it's guys dealing with the media. I'm trying to figure out why he hasn't said anything or if he has said anything. i
0: Lauten, the Steelers longtime and respected communications director.
1: And one of the best at it from what I've heard from people He's inside special. and outside of yes. the building. Very special. So um, that has been a, a, a situation where I guess it's like, well, Devin... Posted something wrong, but it was indirectly not his. Um, it's ugly. I've seen the backlash trauma where a lot of people saying they're not following him. I see he's, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, cut his mentions off, or you can only quote tweet him, or if you only follow him at this point. Um, I don't think this is a a, a Mike T thing because, again, this is the, the business of him. All fingers are going to point back to Coach Tomlin because it's like, well, ring well that's, that how it yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it's going to go. He Coach Tomlin
0: comes up in in the context of something like what what happened when we were in Foxborough, uh, you know, with the, yeah, you know, the AB. Yeah, <laughs> I still can't believe this. He, and this uh, is the Facebook thing too. Live.
1: Coach T doesn't do social media like at all. If there's a statement. Yeah there is it's a statement from him posted by somebody else um this situation is okay well who else is watching devin's profile at this point um i really don't know how to explain this Other what about in just the room what though. about
0: in the room do you i mean did you that's, ever go over and say hey i mean i know you you were better with a b than a lot of people were
1: yeah and that's the thing somebody has to do it i know uh I saw Zach say that he's taking his phone away when he sees him in person but that's the thing dev's in Friggin' Florida, Miami. I don't know where he is right now, but he's not in Pennsylvania. Um, I guess you got to look at a guy like TJ. Is TJ going to be the one to step up and say, hey, what you doing? I know Cam is a guy that carries a big stick when it comes down to say, hey, you got to tighten up. Like, what are you doing? I've yet to see Cam say something. So either Devin's account has been hacked or nobody can really say anything to Devin about what he's posting. Like I said, if you look what he's posting, he's really teetering that line of like, I'm going far enough without crossing over. That's the thing in the statements their their unprecedented leader is Cameron Hayward. You see, I'm not even thinking about this from
0: the standpoint of like punitive or discipline or anything like that. I just, some of the stuff started to read like, well, I don't want to get a super deep into Devin Bush here, but just like some of it was like, I was reading it and I'm like, kind of like, wait a second. You all right.
1: Yeah. And a lot of it is music lyrics. I'll say that. Uh, Okay,
0: Uh,
1: I know, and not everybody gets them, right? Yeah, it's my only question is for the guys who are still in that room. Who's gonna say something? And who's gonna do it? Yeah. And if if it was, if I was still in the locker room, I feel like I'd be the one to just say, "Hey, like pull back, like you ain't gotta like get off for a little while." I'm shocked that nobody's actually said that and for what reasons i really don't because i've seen i've laughed at some of this posting like deb you are in rare form right now i'm like yeah. i <laughs> laughed at i'm like what's going on and i know cam's on social media but again when you're dealing with guys and what their business is you got to kind of let them deal with it, is what i've seen it's just not a good look at this well, point i hope also- this isn't a a prerequisite for what's to come during the yeah. season though <laughs>
0: Well, that's actually what I was just going to bring up because the other thing that's true about right now is that there's nothing going on. And this is the worst time of year for the NFL because the players are all like, can we just get to camp? Can we just do what we're going to do? And in fact, for anybody who doesn't know this, the league across the board shuts down. That's why you don't see signings. You don't see moves. You don't see anything. The agents go on vacation okay like that never there's just like this universal agreement all all the sports that we cover here all three of them have a period like that this is the one for the NFL so some people are going to handle that idle time better than others
1: yeah and some are very horrible with it uh (laughs) and which I'm starting to see like I said I've added I'm like whoa like I'm laughing I'm like you are in rare form but it's just like What do you do? Like I said, nobody's in the office right now. I know that to be a fact because you and I both cover sports and football is low right now.
0: It is really, really tough right now. (laughs) When we come back on that note to the Ramon Foster Show, we're going to discuss Ben Roethlisberger under center. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Ben Roethlisberger maintains that – he has no issue with lining up under center
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the Matt Canada offense. You kind of have to be there at least part of the time or else all of the other movement and misdirection and everything else that you want to engineer doesn't really work all that well because you're just sidecarring the handoffs oh, and whatever man. else we've seen from Ben here. First question I'll ask you, Ramon is, uh, what is the difference for a quarterback, and what, what would issue would Ben have with being under center other than, obviously, he's closer to the enemy?
1: Um, issues could be QB uh, center exchange It's usually one. Um, another issue is, okay, getting the ball and getting your foot stepped on on a play-action player, let's say if a guard is pulling or coming out. Another one could be just being able to see the field. Um, better shotgun you've seen everything move the entire time another one could be having your back towards the defense whenever the ball is snapped and you got to either hand it off or give a play fake advantages of it is you're closer to the um, you're, you're closer to the line of scrimmage and you can just snap the ball and hand it to the running back as he's gaining momentum going so the line of strength, the line of scrimmage it also gives you two-way plays as far as run play action or run pass It's the same advantages, disadvantages. It's just um, it comes down to, I guess, a want to in a sense or what's what's more comfortable uh, when you ask me. If you look at my last few years, I elected to go up in my stance more than anything. And for Um, anybody
0: who doesn't know what that means, Ramon would get up like literally almost upright and do this thing. I don't worry about your back when you would do this. (laughs) You would bend like all the way around. And looking back at Ben, and this was pr- particularly prevalent in road games when he really needed, yeah, to hear what you had to say, uh, and 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 vice versa. Uh, but it's funny; the whole stadium is like, ah. <laughs> and then there's and then there's just Ramon poking up. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> but but when you're up, you can see a little bit more. I think it's, it's a comfort thing when you're in the two-point stance, or let's say Ben and the shotgun. Um, what this can help, though, with Ben going under center is ju- just that, the handing off of the ball to the running back when he's got momentum instead of the defense seeing you hand him the ball. Uh, the other part is being able to hide the ball on play action plays and passes also is something that can help out going under center. Um, you asked the question, will Ben do it? I don't think he has a choice but to do the way this offense is being set up and the way it's being talked about right now is, hey, look, this is a moving parts type of offense. Um, I, I think whenever you get Ben under center, you're going to have the ability to be multifaceted, whether it's going to be a quick drop back or whether it's going to be a a big play-action play. We are, we're learning across the league that play-action plays are huge. They are important. Taking those deep shots – if for anything is going to keep the defense honest, now let's say if you're doing a run action fake uh, in the gun, will the defense see you not handing him the ball and they can drop back off in covers? So if that's what it, they're going to, been do, kind of
0: complaining about this for a few years now, Moan. <laughs> yeah, you know, there is mean,
1: no play action to be sold. no play
0: action, <laughs> and, and it, it it's it's been tough to watch. I, I guess the you know the, the part about the Steelers' offense that had me for. You know, in in in, a, in such a negative mindset from the schematic standpoint mm-hmm. for so long was that that it, it felt predictable. It felt like you could just look across the line of scrimmage and say, ah, oh yeah, well, he didn't get the ball. Yeah, uh, that, that's what they're going to do. But let yeah. me ask you this: with Najee Harris back there, and there's no way, regardless of how he's utilized, including mm-hmm. in wide out and everything else, there's no way he's not going to be getting twenty five, thirty touches a game. Um. Could that put Ben in more of a rhythm where the being under center really just wouldn't be that big a deal where we're all going to go, whoa, it's
1: Ben under center. It's going to be optics. The thing you don't want to happen, though, is if it's for teams to catch up on a tendency. Meaning if Ben is under center, then, well, look, it's uh, either play action or run. Mm-hmm. The thing about going all gun was simply just that, like, Look, you didn't know if he was gonna run it or pass it, but the thing is, with the, with being a shotgun the whole time, you couldn't really hide the play action. You started you the really same way. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you started the same way, and it's a, it's a, it's a position of being comfortable. I will say that you get an opportunity to see the entire field. Um, Donji's gonna get the ball. He has to. Um, and and what's what's crazy if he's able to get the ball and air efficient up front, those wide receivers that we hadn't talked about are gonna be able to make a whole lot of plays too. If Ben wants to go out the way he wants to, meaning winning record, playoffs, with the ability to say, hey, look, I gave you guys, Pittsburgh, PA, and the world my all. Watch me soar. Watch me be that guy that you want to be. I think he buys into it. Me knowing Ben, I think he does. This is just simply going to come down to how effective is it anyway? You You know? know?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's also going to be part of it. And that's – I I have a feeling – to, to dovetail with what you just said, one thing that people should know about Ben Roethlisberger is that there's nothing that motivates him more than telling him that he can't Put him in do the
1: something. Put him <laughs> yeah. in the corner. Uh, yeah. And I'll say this, too. It, it, it boils down to, let's say, I guess what people want to see him going under the center is just second and one. Under center handle the ball. Yeah. Off. Cool. Okay, but let's say we're in, in – uh, if they're in uh, no huddle well that's all shotgun regardless so if you're moving at a fast pace like you pick and choose what's going to work the thing is is it better work you know or you the old tebow effect you go back to throwing the old way you used to well,
0: that's the stuff that I think that would drive people crazy from what I could tell, you know, was the third and one and the fourth and one where you're doing the shotgun sidecar handoff and you're like, no, no, no. let the running back, let the running back get the head start. You it, know. it
1: could, but what if he gets the head start and you don't get the first down, regardless?
0: Yeah, I know, but I just think it's giving you your best you chance. You're covering your bases, yeah. Yeah, you're giving yourself the best chance. You're playing the percentages. It'll be one of many interesting things to see, not in the preseason. We will <laughs> not see this take place <laughs> so in the preseason. <laughs> but we might see it at least in, I don't know, camp drills or something. Yeah, But I have a feeling we're not going to see Ben line up a single time under center until we get to Buffalo. When we come back, we're going to talk about NFL athletes and their relationship with the media in locker rooms and not just from the pandemic standpoint. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show. (whistles) Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for Slice of Life with Ramon. And a big part of Ramon's NFL life was spent, of course, in the Steelers locker room. A big portion of that day gets shared in what might be seen by some outsiders as an odd dynamic by reporters. Mm-hmm. We're just walking around in there, like we don't. There's certain areas that we don't go into. We don't go into the training area. We don't go to the showers and stuff. Okay, <laughs> but there's a the, the actual locker room, both on a yeah. South Side and Heinz Field. We're just walking around mm-hmm. or hovering or whatever it is. So we're we're, we're, we're kind of part of that. How do NFL athletes in general, not you because you're just like spectacular with this stuff and you you genuinely seem to enjoy your interaction but how do NFL athletes in general like when the when the room opens and Bert walks in and says, room open, you're like, um,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, let's say a Heinz feel I guess it depends on if it's a win or a oh, loss. Oh, right. And I'll say wins are always good. It depends on if it's a bad loss. That's basically what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during the practice week is, it's, it's, it's Nobody really complains about it all. The only person I knew that complained about it was Flozell Adams, and you remember how. <laughs> <laughs> Flozell. is <There's laughs> a random one, but go ahead. But even James Harrison was good with it. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't realize is the superstar guys have their designated days, so – James
0: Harrison um, is one of the reasons that the superstars in the Steelers locker room have their designated. I wow, did
1: not know that. Um, and then
0: other guys kind of gradually went like, "Oh, Juju then picked a day. Vinny yeah. Vinny picked a day." That was one like, I went over to Vinny, he was like, "Really? You picked a day?" <laughs> and he was like, "I'm telling you, DK, we'll
1: talk all day Friday."
0: Like, "No, man." <laughs>
1: But um, g- generally, guys don't really care too much. I-, I think some guys shy away from it. And for the most part, they don't get asked anything. Um, one thing I've always kind of said, though, is I this is like you guys, the media, me, myself now. This is a uh, a part in which I say mostly NFL players have to take advantage of because you got to think the entire your, the entire time of your career, you're covered up. Nobody really knows what you look like. Nobody knows what you sound like. Nobody uh, has the opportunity to grab what you are. I always tell guys, take advantage of the media. Like one, learn how the media works. I I learned it, too, for uh, later in my career. It's like, hey, um, if you don't want to answer something, you don't have to. And also, if you don't ask me exactly or I don't tell you what exactly happened, then you can't report it either. Right. So I would say either have fun with the media is what I tell guys, take advantage of your voice, and 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 carve your own lanes with it. Um, some guys I can't say I know anybody that hated it, other than like I said, Flo Zell. He was a guy that that hated it. Um but players. Athletes, football players, mainly have to take advantage of being able to use the media because there are so many different lanes that, that can be explored. If you one show that you know how to talk, two can elaborate your message out to the masses, to people, and thirdly, you get to tell your own story. Yeah, those are the things that yeah, get that's, that's guys that's get the, mad.
0: Yeah, that's that's the biggest one for me. Is that I've I've always. I've always had issue with guys who don't want to talk to reporters but then get upset that their side of the story isn't heard. Well, you can't have it both ways. We're happy to approach you in a professional way and discuss whatever it is that you want to discuss. Um, I, I, I had an in, There was an interesting example that you'll appreciate way more than most. When he came into the league, David DiCastro
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: did not – give answers that were longer no. than 3.5 seconds long. And I didn't understand this. Like, I thought, this seems like a really smart guy. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't seem like he's got any kind of issues with us because he's friendly enough. Yeah. What's he doing here? But he would do – He would. we would ask him something like, you know, so, you know, Dave, how did it feel to be out there for your first – whatever it is when you're in the first round pick? I mean, how did it feel to be out there for the – it was great. <laughs> and, you're like, and you're like, but I need more Come than me. <laughs> yeah, really. But then Dave's second year comes along. Yeah. And he was just Dave. And he was mm-hmm.
1: fantastic. Like, we're like, what was that all about? The, and But I'll, there's two points to that, though, too, DK. It's the fact that, one, he's owed that right to be able to answer how he wants to if he's not comfortable. But secondly, it also shows the evolution of a player too. To say, "Hey, well, he was better than he was the year before," and yeah. I think you get comfortable. Yeah, I think you find certain reporters, DK, who you can speak to. Um, and and then it goes to who can you trust when it comes down to who I wants to who I want to relay my message out to. Um, I've always been a guy for the most part to kind of take advantage of it. You know, the guys I had behind me was Max Starks. Uh, Charlie Batch, Ryan Clark. They always encourage guys, be vocal, say what you need to Uh get it out there because this can grow into something else. And I'm a testament to that. Max Starks is a testament to that. Ryan Clark's is a testament to that. Charlie Batch is a testament to that. Even James Harrison, as he got a little bit older, he's doing commercials now. Like if you speak and you, you, you give your voice, Willie Cologne, another guy that has his own show, had his own show. It's just like if you a player's perspective is a whole lot different than anybody else's i don't care how long you've been into it like if you're able to relay those messages out and give content and be consistent and even if you have a hot take or two heck that's the beauty of it too is to show that you're human and um you can be outside of your box sometimes um that's it i i i I stress that to guys all the time like hey be friendly with them you ain't got to. Give up inside information, nothing like that.
0: I mean, we we always appreciate
1: if you do, (laughs) but
0: But, I mean, and there are those guys too that just love giving that stuff up. Yeah, any of those right
1: now. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely can't wait to. But again, it breaks down to building your brand in a better light, though. Give your own testament to who you are as a player or what happened during a game.
0: See, this is where I come back to the Ramon Foster example because. (laughs) With all due respect to your mm-hmm. your playing career and the position that you played, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is is that your profile in Pittsburgh was markedly higher than what a left guard should have been, mm-hmm. even a very good left guard. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason for that was Soldier Field. Yeah, everything goes to hell. Okay, yeah. everyone's wondering what the hell's going on. Who did we all surround at Soldier Field to, to get answers? Yeah, okay. It wasn't Dave and Marquise were all mad and everything else over there and, and the everybody else is getting out of the way. And this is the uh, national – for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, it was the national anthem flap out there. Yeah. But we went to Ramon. And Art Rooney walks by. This was early when the locker room was open, and I saw him kind of looking over at your stall. He's kind of going – that's what he wanted. To <laughs> like this is what he wanted to see. Yeah. If you, if you don't go over there, go over here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we were there, but you end up being becoming your own brand, your own trusted figure, uh, your own respected figure here, and everybody's different like that. Yeah. Um, then on the other hand, not to swing this way back to our opening segment, oh, no, all good. You also have the social media component because you said, well, build your own brand and build mm-hmm. this and that. You you will have someone like Juju, and I'm not criticizing here, but if you'll have someone like Juju who says, you know what, I really need all these people, uh, and, and, and Juju does his press thing, and he, he kind of goes through it, and then whatever, and he's not super chatty or anything like that. He does his once a week. He's done with it. He smiles for the cameras, and that's the end of it. We don't go over and BS with Juju or whatever. Why? Because Juju has developed his own Um, direct path, his own mm -hmm. voice.
1: Yeah, and and that's kind of what I was kind of leaning to towards, like Dev and and like Devin Bush and his last week he's had on social media is the fact that like as much as you want to Tell them how to build their brand a control their brand the same way as Juju's kind of done his. Devin is kind of making his right now, too. And it right, Roman, different. <laughs> yeah, he's right. choosing this path right now. I'm, again, it, I Cam is the, is the one, or, or TJ, is the one I'm looking at. Or even Joe is, I, I know they can reel him in. The question is, is I really got to ask that question is he hacked? Or is he um, just? Uh, it's
0: been a few days now. Somebody would have come. <laughs> Somebody would Yeah, this would have been like, all right, the cat thing. That's enough, man. <laughs> yeah, you know? I know.
1: Um, but, again, take the opportunity to build your brand correctly. James Harrison, from the guy that he never wanted to talk in the locker room to now, I mean, his, look at his brand on, on IG. It's crazy. You know, I've got,
0: I've got one last thing to to bring up with you on this subject. The worst Steelers locker room I've ever seen, worse than London, worse than London, which is hard to imagine. Yeah, was Denver. Uh, yeah. See, so you don't A even you don't. I don't even need to get into. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That that room was the absolute worst, and poor Fitz is over there, like basically being held up by his fellow running backs. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're like, no, just give him a chance. They they asked us, please just give him a chance. Let him let him go to the shower Uh, or whatever else. Okay. uh, You I'm not gonna rat you out here. You were so mad. And you were just I'm not gonna say it what, but you were just so mad. I'd never seen you like that. And so was the rest of the O line and a lot of you couldn't even talk like even you barely yeah. made it through this you know who i approached on the other side of that wall the other side of that wall he was sitting by himself and i was sure i was going to get my head bit off <laughs> it was 92 yeah yeah he looked like he was ready to murder the next person who came his way so here you know here i come <laughs> And I say, D, you know, I'm standing over. He's not even looking up. He's, he's got his face down. He's just looking down. He's got his, oh, his, his feet in the slippers. And he's just sitting there like this. And I go, Debo, you got a second? And he looks up and goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he knew everybody else in the room had done that. Yeah, and, and he wanted to do it too.
1: It was so much behind that game. I think my I wouldn't even matter Toussaint at all. Uh, How could you be? It's a physical mistake. It could I mean that guy's a Hall of Fame player? They knocked the ball out. Yeah, like, let's be serious. The part that I was pissed off about was the fact that Peyton Manning was able to slide, give himself up, get up, and throw a pass. That was the thing. That, that was, was a the thing. thing. Like In that to full view
0: of seventy-five thousand people.
1: What when when has that move ever been used to never. this day?
0: Never, never seen it. I, although I do met, I do bring it up every time I do see someone do it and they get called down.
1: Down. And Gave threw that. Gave yourself yep. up. And got up and threw a pass. If I see him at a UT game, I just got to ask him in a joking way. <laughs> Did you give yourself up? Like It's just me and you. I'll put my phone down, take my ear pods out. He's got the personality to answer that for you, though. <laughs> he would. You know, he would. He'd be
0: like, he'd look around. Yeah, yeah, Moan, I did. I definitely did. Come on. You (laughs) saw it there. Omaha. Yeah, exactly. Wow. All right, Moan. Well, this was a blast. Let's do another one. Let's do another one next week.
1: Let's do that. Getting
0: closer to training camp. Actual
1: Are they going early this year, too, huh? A little
0: bit because of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. So looking forward to that, too. All right, Moan. See you.